two, one, and welcome to What the Shuck. The goal of the What the Shuck podcast is to provide a platform to people with positive or influential ideas that have helped me to change my life or that may help you to change your life. So throughout this life, as you navigate towards goals, you're going to go through tribulations and all these crazy things that life will throw you. You're going to have to learn how to deal with them as you go towards your biggest goals. So with this, I would really like to put a spotlight on people who have made Kentucky such a unique and awesome place. So throughout my podcast, I will be interviewing people of all professions, arts, and honestly just anyone with a cool idea or story that should be heard. My, gen- uh, my newest guest right now and the gentleman that will be joining me is a trio of people from Morgan County, Kentucky. And they are brewers and the owners of Sawstone Brewing. And they've kind of been going through a crazy situation here lately. Um, just coming up on a year as a brewing company, as far as having the uh, brick and mortar situation. Um, they have been recently ceased and the assist of, the, um, of their trademark and their name Sawstone Brewing. Um, so I would really just like to bring them on and talk a little bit about what's going on. And also talk a little bit about a little bit about craft beer and why it's so delicious and the influence and what it can do for not only just a Lexington style size community but also a community like Moorhead. Um, so without further ado, I'd just like to introduce the gentleman of Saltstone. If you all would like to go around and just introduce yourselves. Sure. My name is Derek Kasky. Uh, we're actually from Round County. We do love Moorhead County. Blake is. Oh, Round County, sorry. He's about to get married uh, to a lady, fine lady from Morgan County. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Um, My name is Derek Kasky, co founder, brewer. Uh, We're wearing a lot of hats around here. And um, yeah, we started a brewery in August 2019. And uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> drink beer, drink beer. The good parts. But yeah, and I'm from uh, Round County. Uh, yeah, we're all from this town to some degree. Blake was, I think you were born in Virginia. Yeah. Right? But yeah. I mean, we met in third grade, though, so. Yeah. So Nick and Derek were born and raised here. My name is Blake Nickel. Uh, I've been here since first grade. So, so for me, um, as I was explaining, I've kind of gotten really into uh, craft beers and craft cocktails in Lexington. It was not a scene I was very familiar from, uh, with being from Eastern Kentucky. It's not a thing where there's craft breweries and definitely not craft cocktail places. And, you know, you get a trash can at the Plaza, no offense to the Plaza, but it's like, you know, that's not a craft cocktail. And so... Um, for the for being exposed to that culture and how cool it was and it was like it wasn't just about beer it was about for me it was like what i thought was so cool about all the breweries i would go to was that they were all so connected to all their guests and all the people and it wasn't really like you were coming in there to be 
like a guest or a customer, it was like you're coming in there to be your friend. So when I found out that Lexington or that Moorhead was actually doing a brewery, um, I was really excited. So with this going on, um, just to touch a little bit on that, um, do you all kind of care to talk about that and like what it's going to do and how it's kind of affecting you all right now? as far as with the, the issue with the name Sawstone and also where you all got the name and why it's so ridiculous that it's even an issue. Yeah, so we, uh, being from Moorhead, all of us, we, you know, there's not a lot of places to go and drink. <clears throat> and we had the wonderful opportunity of opening this place. And we opened it with the vision of creating a really relaxed environment, a family environment, really, to come and have crafted pint of beer we make in-house and uh, yeah our, and, and to the to our name and our building we, you know, the, this place was constructed our tap room and brew house was, the entire building was constructed by JF Knapp in 1915 and uh, it was made out of locally sourced Kentucky limestone and it was hand sawed and so this is where we get our name from, is the Sawstone. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I think there's supposedly only two two places in, in I don't know if it's the America or the world, that has this type of uh, salt limestone. Yeah. And uh, I think the other one's in Waco, Waco, Texas. Somewhere, somewhere in Texas, according yeah. to that article. It's a super inefficient way to build a building. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is why there's only two, it's but... Because you're literally sawing pouring water as two bolts on the end of a saw or sawing stone, and uh, yeah, this is this is our place. We felt like because of that, because of the uniqueness, that it needed to kind of be showcased along with our name. I think a lot of not only breweries but but beer styles when they're they're kind of born, they oftentimes will take from the the location or area that, that they're from. So we wanted sort of showcase our building uh, being so unique and I think it also helps to kind of tie in with our our mission and, and yeah. what we're trying to do here. It, it played into what our mission was. Our goal when we were writing the business plan when we were coming up with all this uh, was to create so one of our slogans is prohibition ruined everything. We talked earlier about how breweries are a lot more than just a place to go have a beer, like go buy beer or whatever. There's a, they're a place for everybody to get together. Uh, they're a place for a community. And before Prohibition, everything went to like a couple of big brewers out west or wherever. They, uh, it used to be every town had a brewery or, and it was like the local tavern. People would go there to vote and everything. And we wanted to kind of emphasize that with everything we were doing, our three flagships or three Prohibition ales. Um, it's the Cream Mill, the Kentucky Common, and the uh, California Common. But but yeah, we wanted to just emphasize that and, and lean into that. And so if we have that historical view on how we came up with what we were, who we were going to be, and uh, and it tied really well into the building that we were going into. This is one of the oldest buildings in town. Uh, so it just it all came together really well. That's where the name came from because it kind of everything kind of lends itself to each other and goes together. Yeah. And yeah, we <clears throat> back when we were home brewing, we enjoyed brewing session beers, live beers, and uh, that lends itself well to um, the common styles that we have on tap and our flagship beers as well. 
And so, yeah, this is what we're doing here. We're just kind of highlighting history. Um, and we would like for folks to come into this place that was built in 1915, around the time of Prohibition, and experience a pre-Prohibition style of ale. And, and I completely resonate. I'm, I'm not sure that everybody else that's listening will understand the history, but so we do at the place I work at, we do pre-prohibition style cocktails. So we use like all house-made ingredients. Um, essentially the only thing we don't use that's in-house is the booze itself. Um, but we do crazy infusions. We do all kinds of like, we have like a huge absinthe collection because that was a huge important um, ingredient during that time. People were very unaware about. But it's just like, what a lot of people don't know, is how important the influence of alcohol was to history in American history and Kentucky history. And one of the main reasons we were actually invited to be a state was because of our production of bourbon. And to even touch a little bit on your all's name, Sawstone, probably from Limestone, I think is what you all just said. I mean, obviously that's a huge influence to our, our booze industry too. So it's almost like homeless to that as well. Um, we wouldn't have bourbon because the still water that we get from bourbon is a great product of the limestone water. Um, I'm not really sure if that's something you all are doing here with that, but it's just like paying homage to Kentucky and the history and, and the booze industry. And it's really cool because a lot of people just assume, oh, you're drunk, like you're not probably an intelligent person. It's like actually like most of the most important documents ever written were like probably at least some point influenced by someone drinking some booze. <laughs> Rather, they were doing it while they were writing it or editing it while drunk, but it was just something was done to at some influence of booze. Yeah. And um, so for me, like I said, it was really cool that you all were like, I'm going to open up this place here in Kentucky, especially here in Moorhead, because there's not a lot of cool places to go. Um, and it just kind of revives and just breathes a fresh air of life into the culture of the area, because then people are like, what kind of other idea can I bring to this? Because if they can bring a brewery here and do well, why can't we bring some other sort of industry here? And did you see stuff like the New Frontier um, and then also um, App Harvest and then you all, like it's like, holy crap, like boy, it actually might be coming, becoming cool. And it's really cool to see that and it sucks that what's going on right now. So do you all care to touch a little bit about what's going on with stone brewing and how you all can be combated towards that and how people can help you all to be combated towards that other than coming in and just having your delicious beers? Yeah, sure. I want to like back up a minute and <laughs> and touch on this place in Kentucky in general, Moorhead in particular. We have so much talent here, um, and it's it's been hard for some reason for this town to kind of coalesce and bring all that talent into one place, or bring it into town, or be proud of it. Um, and that's our goal: is community based. We wrote our mission statement three and a half, four years ago almost. Um, it had nothing to do with beer. It was about community. Mm -hmm. You know, we were, we knew we know everybody here, and we know their talents, and, and we we should prop that up. That's the point. And uh, and we're lucky to be in Kentucky for the karst topography and the limestone and all the and the history that we have, because um, we can highlight that stuff. And that's what we're trying to do. But yeah, on the stone topic, uh, you know, that's uh, we've only been met the entire time in preparation of opening this place 
and now, um, up until March, uh, we've only been met with open arms and people trying to help. I mean, we we have gotten so much help from all the local breweries regionally, and and yeah, it's odd to have uh, this sort of thing happen now. And and yeah, we all know what's going on at the moment. You know, we it's skinny around here. You know, at one point our Revenue is down 80%, and, uh, and then we get hit with a cancellation order. So it's, uh, we, we see that as uh, within the industry, because the industry is important, and their message is important, and we see that within the industry as uh, a bad actor. And so we will speak out against that, and we will always spearhead any of that shit. I mean, it's bullshit. And that, that's what, something I also wanted to ask was like, do you all think it's completely like out of malicious? Like, are they being malicious? Or is it like to just strictly legally protect the word stone? I so someone else well, doesn't eventually sue them for that? I that's like what I wanted to kind of... Yeah, well, It's kind of a weird situation. It's, it's kind of hard to speculate. Um, and I don't think it's good for us to speculate. True. But so what we see though as we see maybe corporate capitalism gone awry and uh, we'll point that out and so because we'll they're not in like revenue for the country if I'm not mistaken that's mm-hmm. not you all don't even distribute beers locally so it's like what the like they made what you, little over 100 barrels of beer last year and they're making somewhere between 400 and 500,000 so they're making 5,000 times the amount of beer that we have made last year if you compare the years and so yeah, this is a, it's a weird uh, thing that seems out of line. And uh, like I said, this isn't the brewing community. This is not what we're used to. Mm-hmm. And, and I, At least in Kentucky. Right. Well, right. Yeah. And I think regionally too, man, and nationally, you see the response we've gotten so far. And it's like, everybody's pissed off and it should be. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is, this is an industry that helps each other. Um, but it seems like when you have lawyers and retainer, um, those breweries don't tend to like to help anybody. Yeah. yeah. When you have more lawyers on retainer than we have staff total. Yeah. You know what else are they going to do? But. Well, and I, I think it's also, you know, worth making note. I think Derek was kind of alluding to it. But you know, we're not the only ones that they're they're attacking. Um, yeah. Or or they're uh, attempting a cancellation a cancellation of trademark for. So, you know, I think at first when we received the letter, it was very disheartening because in the past we've all three heard of Stone. We've had Stone beer. I, I don't think I've had a Stone beer that I didn't like. Uh, but having said that, uh, you know, we, we felt kind of personally attacked until we realized that we weren't the only ones. Um, and so, <clears throat> and it seems like, and I would like to make this point because I think it's important. Firestone Walker, he was now owned uh, by the fourth largest craft brewery in the world. Uh, they have not filed suit. And so, but they have continued to pick on these smaller breweries. But to what end, you know, and to what gain, really? I mean, if, you, if you're standing on your podium and you're saying, we're craft beer, what does that mean to you? Yeah. You know, what does that actually mean to you? If that, you know, if that means that you want to put out 
you know, if you look at the USPTO list, there's over a hundred other companies that are under attack. Uh, so what does that mean to you? Does that mean you want to put out small breweries? Like, it's what it sounds like. It does, yeah, it totally does. That's what it sounds like. It's what it looks like. It's yeah. like there's, yeah. this can't be good publicity for stone brewing, and that's what makes it even worse. It's like, what's your goal? What's your intention? And that's why I was asking if it was like, is it? Like, I just, I feel like it's hard for me to believe that it's completely malicious because I'm like, it just doesn't seem like the community that you're talking about. Exactly. And it's like, then I'm like, was there some legal reason though that protecting from them being sued one day? And it's just like, I don't know, like it's speculation for me, like strictly, but it's just like. There's definitely a place for protecting your trademark. There's a place for, you know, reaching out, contesting. But, you know, once again, if, if there was some sort of, you know, similarity that they had seen from us, then it would have been a single, you know, litigation. It wouldn't be hundreds of litigations out there just because mm -hmm. of, quote unquote, the word stone. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I think just seems so out of out of place and out of line for somebody within the community. And you know, to even extend on that, mentioning that community, you know, it's it it was happening before they put in the cancellation for us. And there has been some file afterwards, but uh, I, I just want to personally thank and, and uh, let people know that have supported us that, you know, it, it means the world to us. I mean, you know, we've just kind of stumbled in this hole of, of trying to work through this thing, but without the support that we have been given so far, you know, and I think that that really did start solely from, you know, the state of Kentucky and having people that were willing to reach out and, and speak their voice for us. Um, it just, it means the world to us and it's been very uplifting and it goes to show, you know, you, you just don't mess with people in Kentucky. This is know? very true. It's, we're a band united for sure. That's yeah. right. Even though, yeah, expand on that, you don't mess with the community. Right, right. right. So like, you, we, you've had so much response from this and it's not because, you know, the reason is because we are we the message is like you're bullying, and you're you're trying to own something that you that you, you need to back off a bit. Mm -hmm. It's like I I don't know. I'm getting worked up. <laughs> no man, I mean it's it's something you all are passionate about. It's something that you all have worked your asses off for. It's not. It goes beyond like the actual building being here right now. It's like you all have been putting in the work before this building was here. And so for someone to just, like I said, just come across from the the other side of the country, that's what's so crazy about it. It's like, you all are like, obviously I, I was listening to an interview with you and you were talking about how like you all have ambitions to eventually can and to distribute regionally and then hopefully statewide and what goes on from that. And, but it's like, but right now we're not even there at all. And it's like, and you're giving a shit and we're just the little, like we're just trying to literally express ourselves as artists, honestly. It's like you're trying to make people be connected as a community through something that is pretty like evident in our history to unite people and to make them be, especially during such a crazy and insane time where people are like so combative and mean. And it's like when I was here this weekend, I saw people like dancing and having a good time. And it's like even if we're in a mask, it's like this booze 
that's going through our veins is going to make us be kind of nicer to people usually some people not so much but for the most cases that i know uh you guys all three like seem like really nice guys and it's just like what is happening and it's just i think to even extend what you're you're getting at you know it's we're we're not distributing right now um you know obviously any any business hopes to grow and i think that in time we will grow in, in ways that feels comfortable for us and more than anything i think it's a principle right it's not fair that if we if we're not even in, in a position to be able to defend ourselves it's not fair for us to back off and say well yeah we'll never we'll never distribute outside of of a certain area or you know we'll never be competition for you that that's something that i don't think we're comfortable at this point in doing or saying we may never grow further than the state of kentucky and if that's the case, I think all three of us are completely fine with that. Mm -hmm. We're very passionate of what we're doing here. You know, this is our livelihood. We want to make sure that this thing that we've created grows the way it should organically. And it's not going to do that if we ever limit ourselves. Yeah, I think, yeah, being able to do things organically is important. Like, it, and the, it being a matter of principle that, you know, one of the top players in an industry shouldn't be out setting parameters for everybody else to be able to participate within that industry, right? It's just that it doesn't feel right to me at all. Uh, yeah. And we stand, I think, with, with anyone else who's going through something mm -hmm. like what we're experiencing right now. You know, we, we are in support of anyone else out there. We're in support of the entire industry. We want everyone to play have you all had a chance to reach out to anybody else that's being affected by this? And yeah, a little bit. And we've had some folks reach out to us. And the idea is to kind of coalesce and bring a huge group together. Everybody that's affected can say, this is not okay. And uh, yeah, hopefully maybe see that in the next week or two. It'd be cool if there was like a rockin' like concert against Stonebird or something like that. I think Just throwing ideas over there. It's maybe with Metallica a little bit. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think it's even worth mentioning, too. I mean, Pat, Patrick Fannin was, was one of the guys, well, early on when we first started, uh, he, he reached out to us. He yeah. went to MSU, so he's on Al Alum. He's at a dreaming great brewery. Okay. He's a brewer there. Good yeah. friend of ours. I mean, he showed up pretty much day one and uh, helped us in any way we needed it. And uh, he's, he's still with us. Oh, yeah, I mean, we before we really wanted to go public with this, we had, had reached out to a few people to try and get sort of advice and make sure that we didn't proceed in a way that could, could harm us and, and make sure that what we were putting out there wasn't, you know, out of context or anything. And, and honestly, I think we were hoping that we would be able to settle this thing up pretty quickly and it would just kind of go under the radar and move on. Unfortunately, that's that's not the case. I mean, here we are in July, uh, just four months later. We just want to make beer, man. Keep the doors open. Like that's <laughs> we were very content uh, until until the bully knocked on the door. So uh, yeah. Well, we've obviously talked about some negative stuff going on right now, but what is what made you all really want to get into craft brewing and like what was the 
first moment you really had something and you were like, because I know you were saying it was never about money. It was never even really about craft beer. It was literally about just having an opportunity to have a platform or something that will allow a community to come together in some way. And it just happens to be booze. And so like, how did you all, how were you all drawn to this particular industry and how important do you all think it is to United Communities? Well, I would say that we definitely do have a passion for, like a very severe passion for craft beer and, and that's how it all got started. Uh, the actual vision for the business was just like very inclusive, it's like community and everything all together. But we personally absolutely love craft beer and that's how it all started. We um, we were, go well, we, Derek and I lived in Lexington whenever Wessex and Country Boy opened and we've been going there since basically they opened and uh, just enjoying craft beer up in Lexington and because around here you couldn't really get very much like at all. So, like none. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, that's, that's how we, we got started with our, with our interest in it and then when we all kind of moved back here, we started home brewing together and just, it turned into a more regular thing, just like playing off each other, like learning new styles and just having fun together and talking about it. Uh, we all three, three love learning new stuff, so we just all like went head first into it because we just loved it so much. And then it turned into a like uh, the first Sunday of every month turned into brew day. We would go, all three of us would bring our homebrew setups, set them right next to each other, and we would all boil right there together. Uh, and then we learned we had to stagger that because we couldn't all use the water hose at the same time. <laughs> but like, so we were all right there beside each other brewing. And, uh, that became such a, a, a thing with like people in the community even then that's how we knew it would be such a big part of it even then people from up the road they would see us or just our friends from in the different neighborhoods would all come by and talk to us about the beers we're brewing have the beers that we brewed last month and just you know just enjoy what we were all doing together it was it was a lot of fun and we just kind of went to the next step from there it became an obsession <clears throat> with the community and with the creating something mm -hmm. and so you know since day one when we were brewing shitty beer in Blake's Blake's garage we had the entire community come in and it's like hey you guys want some beer like this one doesn't taste okay <laughs> the next one's gonna taste better it was, it was free beer man and, and so um, those are the people I think that are probably the worst to ask yeah. how, what do you think about the beer because from their perspective it's like well you just gave me a free beer so it's excellent it's 100% yeah, great on Rotten Tomatoes. He's making beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care what it tastes like as long as I'm getting drunk. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, was, it, it did become an obsession um, to, like, really start making better beer and then dialing it in to the community because we saw that, you know, everybody was interested. It was like, wow, it was like these people want this thing. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and then, yeah, once we opened this place, we pushed it even further because, like I said before, there's so much talent here. All the art hanging on the wall is local, and all the music that we get in here is local. And uh, currently, I believe almost every guest app we have is a local beer. Um, we're showcasing this place, Kentucky, and, and what we have to offer because we have a lot to offer. And, uh, yeah, that's our mission. That's our goal. And always be our goal. I think it would be worth mentioning, uh, unless you guys mentioned it earlier. I had to run downstairs. I've got a, a beer going right now, but uh, the the three 
ships. Did you guys mention those? Like, mm-hmm. Well, um, what would you say, like each three of you, what would you say your like favorite style of beer is? I know it's hard to kind of answer that, but like I know I was saying earlier, mine is sour, so I really, really like sour beers. Um, I like way more like a fruity, kind of like tropical, like a ghost style or like a, um, like a Midwest fruit tart for myself, but what, are, what would you say your all's like favorite is? I would say my favorite is whichever one I'm working on currently. <laughs> like, whichever, like, I just brewed a, uh, an amber that I'm really happy about, and the, the one before that was the old and the way. It's just whichever one that I, I'm working on now. I just I love getting into a new mm-hmm. style that I maybe haven't brewed before and just like making it my own, and it's just a lot of fun to explore. Nick will plunge into a style, <laughs> and that's all he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think, Blake? Yeah, I first mention this is you know I'm, I'm a beer nerd so I gotta throw this little side note out there but you mentioned loving sours you know I I personally feel like that you know when you get into brewing beer you have there's this whole world out there and you learn that and once you've kind of gotten bored with that you dive into sour yeah and that's a whole different world and I've yet yet to dive into that Derek's actually kind of gotten got into it a bit and he's made some really really good sours um but i would say right now i mean it being being hot outside uh, pilsners pilsners kind of hit the spot um yeah got the thrills for the pills <laughs> yeah yeah right now i'm still hungry and i think i'll probably get some brew but i'm currently working on a long-aged ambit lambic some lavender and maybe some some blackberries if I can find some in the woods and so I like this kind of like rustic uh, long-aged lambic uh, yeah it's been on it's been on bacteria for seven months and so once it hits the nine month mark that's when it's like oh, that's it mm-hmm. so I got a few more months and well uh, yeah that's what I'm into right now the dark side so with you all brewing you all obviously been doing it for a few years but in the year that you all have actually been in this facility i'm sure you all obviously up the technology vastly that you're using have you seen like a pretty big improvement in how you craft beer and how you make it and is it just crazy to literally be like wow i can't believe this sour kentucky common tasted one year ago versus how it tastes today so i think but especially with our flagship beers, we had those dialed in long okay. before we opened this place. And our system, we have a three barrel system. It is like a big homebrew. You might as well have like a stainless steel bucket that can hold a hundred gallons. Literally like, what it is. <laughs> it's, a giant, it's, it's a three it's barrel stainless steel bucket with fire under it. It's very expensive. expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, as far, but you know, as, there's some things as far as efficiencies and and hop utilization, like that stuff increases and it's cool to see and you adjust. Um, but the beers that we have that we have on now, like I said, especially our flagships, those beers were handed in long before. We've won gold medals for those beers um, a few times over. Uh, we knew oh, they were good. Home yeah, not home, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the goal. Home, yeah. home <laughs> competitions. So, yeah, we, we knew our way around it. And then, yeah, with the new system, we were, you know, with any new system, whether it's homebrew or 
commercial and you have to adjust and you have to figure out what you're uh, what you're working with and yeah it's helped us design up I think our consistency has gone up tremendously um, and, and it, it even now I mean it's always it becomes more nuanced but we we've really dialed in I think a lot over the last say six months maybe yeah. <laughs> I would say consistency and, and process are just as important in terms of like running a successful brewery as like you know creativity and innovation I would say like if you if you don't put out consistently good beer you will suffer yeah. from that but like yeah it's, it's it's an important piece of it totally it's something right. that we've worked toward a lot in the last year we're not making beer in the garage anymore <laughs> yeah it's like if, if you come in and you drink a cream ale and shit tastes the same it's the last thing and, and I've found that that's really important because there was one time that I went to one of my favorite breweries and it, I got a sour beer and I was like, I, was like, I don't want to like say it. I don't want to say it in front of people, but this tastes different. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, "What?" And the person tasted it and it was like that was just my beer. So they tasted it and they're like, "Dude, there's something wrong with this." And I was like, yeah. "And that, that's obviously something that's going to happen from time to time." But I was just yeah. they were just like, but that was for me that was a testament to how consistent they had been because I was yeah. like. This tastes different, and the other times it tasted so on point every single time, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" Like, and, and it also goes to show how the community is. You know that you were you weren't ready to go and throw up arms and be like, "Ah, oh, you know, screw this place." Yeah. Like, you wanted to be like, "Hey guys, we're on the same team here." I love your right. something's yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, I just want to let you know before it. You know, and that's a wonderful thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't want a Yelp review on their thing like they don't know how to make this particular beer, and I'm like. Yeah. Man, yeah, they yeah. do. Like, it's really good every time. I just got it one time and it was bad. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's part of this larger community that we're talking about. You know, you'll you help each other out. You don't, um, yeah, you don't yell and scream and up in arms about something or one experience. Um, uh, yeah, we all start with the same passion. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and and our hopes are that people, you know, keep that, continue that. I'm very rarely in Eastern Kentucky, but every single time that I've been here, I like make it a, a point to come see like what's going on over here. So, I actually, was here like three weeks ago, and you all were like, "Oh, we're not open again until Saturday." I was like, "No." So, but I came in this past weekend and, and was here twice. So, I definitely Thanks, I love what you all are doing. Um, it's awesome work, and it's just like you all said, it's such an opportunity for the community to be connected in ways of artistry that you don't normally associate, and you're like. Like you said, you put local people playing music, you have local art on the walls, you're drinking local beer, and it's just like when the community is together like that and everybody kind of has like a way to con to contribute, it really makes everybody be a lot more cohesive and more close. And so obviously that's, I mean, you guys are three gentlemen who are and have been through tough times, but obviously it's working out now and times are good, but it's like, all right, now maybe times are tough again. So like what can you all say to people as far as for how they can help you all right now um, and then we'll probably get out of here but and then kind of close on one more positive thing but how can people help you all right now especially to just I know you said that the community has been really really important to this and everybody's really reached out but like how can they continue to help yeah so we can start with the GoFundMe we've pretty much reached our goal 
that we set arbitrarily. Um, and but like I said, there are hundreds of other people who need help, and um, and so we'll spearhead this thing and we'll pass it on down the line if there's if that's what it calls for. Um, hopefully, it doesn't. Um, we also just recently got our our website up and running, and we have a store going there. If you want to buy some merch, that would be cool. Um, we are now open seven days a week. Uh, we've got plenty of outside seating, and um, there's some limitations on the inside seating. But that's all our hours too. Yeah. So Monday through Thursday, we're open from two to ten. Friday, Saturday, we're open from noon to midnight, and Sunday we're open from noon to eight. You're also, uh, you know, one way to kind of just keep up with us and, and what we're doing is uh, we have a Facebook page, Sawstone Brewing Co., and we also have an Instagram with the same name, and then our, our website is www.sawstonebrewing.co. All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate it so much. Um, I'm sorry about what's going on, but I love what you all are doing here, and that's why I wanted to help you all if I can in any way. Um, it is incredible that there is an opportunity for people to come together and just to be so united. And when it's something that's really, really cool, and like you all were saying, you've like literally put like sweat into this, and it's just like people don't really understand how much it takes to make like a craft drink, and there's just a level to, of appreciation and just consistency that we were just talking about that you have to be and keep up so i just really appreciate what you all are doing um i'll be posting this on youtube on apple podcast and on soundcloud um any other information you all want to give me you can just send me uh, but thank you all so very much uh, make sure you all come check out saltstone brewing here in Moray, kentucky and thank you all for listening to the what the chuck podcast i love you all so much don't forget to live the dream